Hello, hello. Welcome all to the Stars of Learning show. And my name is Jyoti Ji. And I'm your host for the show. And each fortnight, I interview the thought leaders in the learning industry who will share their best practices. We will also discuss challenges, solutions, latest trends, tools, technologies, and their uh, leadership and their journey in the learning trade. So friends, today, I want to talk about an interesting topic and that is undeniable to begin from our moms at home, right? And women are consistently actively contributing to making this country a better place, even for the future, right? Whether it be through their efforts in households, what they bring or the workplace, or you could see the government uh, people or the welfare thing, right? Have you actually observed when women's accomplishment sometimes go unnoticed and throughout the history we would have gone through this right and 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 sometimes it is pushed to the background and and recently i was reading a, a you know a deloitte report okay and it said that in india in the 21st century they see many more women leadership roles but at the boardroom right the diversity is still progressing at a snail pace. You know, that's so disappointing, right? And that's the story on the ground. And there are um, many other challenges or, you know, uh, hiccups which women go through while they are in the career or moving up the ladder uh, could be personal, professional front. Uh, when I'm saying this, I'm sure many of you would be nodding head or going through this phase and uh, and you might be uh, thinking how to make a difference uh, you know uh, or how could you add value to make a difference to the women in your life right so i'm also one of them and hence this podcast friends because you know it's very special to me because being a woman mother of two career focused and being in an inspiration world and uh, a lot of my uh, goals i need to meet and um, if at all I have to scale, I have to move up, then I thought it's ideal to interact with someone who is with this kind of a background, right? Who have touched many women's lives, like who had been there, hit that glass ceiling, made a difference and, you know, they were able to grow and and they have dealt that everything is possible and they're able to outshine. Uh, by the way, I know this special person who is on my podcast today for a decade now, and I've seen a growth from corporate to entrepreneurship expansion, right? And needless to say, friends, her presence and interaction will be as exciting because when I go through her uh, LinkedIn profile, I've been on the, we are on the same network on the LND platform. So a lot of exciting things which she shares, which you will be able to unlock your beliefs and make it happening yeah and uh, the kind of a challenges ideas she brings in uh, is so informative and and i'm sure you will all enjoy right and 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 guys uh, the men out there please don't switch off and don't log off because you you need to be playing a supporting pillar okay and we want you to be there to support all the women in your life. So put your gears on to lead 
where the path is you know uh, we are go we, we are uncertain about it but we want to look at different perspective and make it happen so today we have here shanti sharma founder coach and facilitator at grow with satori uh, the interesting part is a tamilian born in nagpur studied in brought up and studied all in delhi married to a rajasthani and now settled in bangalore look at the diversity she is bringing by herself right and for the last 16 years she's in bangalore i've known her for a decade and uh, developing people is her passion and and she lives her passion friends when you uh, you have to look at her youtube and you know the blogs what she write she is enabling people to translate their potential into a meaningful work and that's what is required in our day to day life and and that relationship that support is right if you inculcate you will be able to build a high performing team and for the organization you will be a value add what more she has many accolades recognition awards certifications i will not detail on on it but when you connect you will definitely get to see a, uh, all those uh, details but a seasoned learning professional with 27 plus years of work experience and she is dedicated completely to learning and development and uh, with a breadth of experience across various industries like it bpo banking and uh, managed from a small to large multi location complex projects she would bring a lot of insight to the topic what we are talking on women and her limiting belief so friends without any delay let me welcome my guest shanti sharma shanti once again a warm welcome to stars of learning podcast and i'm so so happy that you're joining me today likewise jyoti it feels so nice when somebody calls out or talks things about you it is a pleasurable time to hear when somebody is talking about you so thank you for giving me those moments of high and i'm all geared to speak to our audience thank you thank you it's definitely an honor to have you on my show shanti so shanti as i told you our topic today is about women leadership and her limiting belief so looking at your background you from uh, bsc science to maths honor to entrepreneurship plus coaching and mentoring hat you're wearing and many more uh, you know feather on your cap so to begin uh, uh i start with why because i i am a, you know great follower of simon sinek and that's why 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 is it important to have women in leadership positions and what are your thoughts shanti because you know i i believe you know when you have women around you 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 bring a lot of unique perspective and qualities uh, you know during the discussion itself absolutely so lovely question jyoti um do you ask me what what is the use of or the benefit of women being in leadership positions i believe across the career uh you everybody can be a leader so irrespective of a position everybody can be a leader in their own place in their own team in their own role even if they are individual contributors so have that lens in mind as i'm going to talk through a couple of things and absolutely there is Uh, enough research backed by you know compelling anecdotes and leaders talking about the wealth of benefits that women bring to a leadership table yeah uh, i mean the most recent ones i can think of are the mckenzie and the catalyst ones where there is enough research that tells that women help make better decisions 
um, at leadership tables. So uh, those diverse groups of leaders that have a good mix of men and women, uh, they are able to make decisions that help the company thrive and strive in toughest of the situation. So ensure that, you know, have the leadership group have a good representation of women. Sheryl Sandberg, uh, uh, in her book, Lean In, she draws from her experience uh, as a CEO of uh, uh, Facebook and emphasizes on how women leadership positively impact both the workplace culture as well as the profitability. Uh, so she says that, uh, you know, uh, women are able to uh, generate profitability for the organization possibly because of decision making but they also she also talks about their empathy towards understanding the organization and team problems their ability to connect with people is far higher than that of the other gender and hence they are able to generate a very strong bottom line then um, i can think of uh, um, um, late justice ruth i'm forgetting her last name apologies she very eloquently put you know women belong to all places where decisions are being made. And I strongly believe that because uh, their unique qualities of leadership, leading people who are who are their peers or leading people who are senior to them or leading people who report into them, they're able to manage these diverse kinds of audience very, very well. So mm -hmm. definitely all of these. Oh, then there is research that talks about, uh, you know, um, uh, the feminine traits, which is kindness, compassion, empathy, collaboration, always take, I mean, I can go on and on and on. And, you know, uh, it, it's a topic which is very close to my heart. So yeah, we can, um, we can debate on it for hours, but we cannot negate the fact that women leaders across all ranks in an organization bring in that diversity, which is very, very essential for the growth of the organization. Interesting, interesting. And a lot of research uh, uh, items you brought in and the feminine traits. Yes, we will talk about it in a little uh, later section uh, of my thought process on the things what I've lined up for you, uh, Shanti. But while this became a base, you know, for our further discussion and research, you did mention for a better decision and um, uh, you know, a positive impact they're making and the diverse leadership kind of a capability. But women are often underpresented in top leadership roles. What are the systemic barriers that you, uh, you know, that may contribute to this kind of underrepresentation of women? No, it is a complex issue. And I like your choice of words when you say it is systemic barriers. Um, I'm sure we'll talk more about barriers that women create for themselves, but let's focus right now on the systemic barriers. One, uh, which is the gender stereotypes and biases, which is prevalent, uh, whether it be bias at the hiring stage or the promotion stage, or even giving opportunities or offering a certain kind of roles to women or not offering them a certain kind of role. I think that plays a huge part in how women learn and grow in their organization. Um, second, I think the lack of, we know the leaky pipeline is causing the lack of representation of women leaders and hence the lack of role models at the top. So women in their early career rungs or even early middle uh, management, they don't have many women to look up to. So they don't know 
whether it's going to be an easy way for them, is it going to be tough and challenging for them and how to overcome those challenges. And hence, it's safe for them to withdraw and say, I will be a stay-at-home mom and take care of my child because that's what the world expects, and, mm -hmm. which is, again, this thing. Another big expectation that women have to bear is that their caregiving responsibility in the household, how much of a progressive, whichever nation across the globe, I think still the caregiving responsibilities sit with women. Have men stepped up? Are they shouldering those responsibilities? The answer is yes. Uh, in India, I would say the urban men are still very flexible. You will see lots of men cooking, cleaning, dropping their kids to school or uh, sitting down their children for homework. All of that is happening. But in the rural parts of India, the less urban parts of India, it is still a very male dominated where the male comes home and expects the wife who also works and comes home to prepare a cup of tea, to teach the child, to clean the home and take care of the in-laws and so on and so forth. Mm. Uh, again, again, lack of formal mentorship, Coaching programs is another systemic uh, uh, gap. Um, last but not the least, I think lots of organizational policies, mm. uh, inflexible hours, what flex, how organizations define flexibility, what kind of policies are they making uh, it, uh, you know, how are they making it easier for a woman to stay in the workforce? I think all of that matters and hence you see uh, a very underrepresented leadership mm. of women. Uh, Got it, got it. And uh, I like the way you brought in a lot of, you know, caregiving uh, part uh, from women, uh, you know, the so stereotype, right? So, so that one common thing is noticeable, you know, men are still the majority, right? Uh, uh, Shanti. So there are some common uh, stereotype or biases. Uh, definitely at home, there are many uh, that women in leadership position often encounter. How can how can this be addressed? Mm, you touched a raw nerve here, Jyoti. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, wow, what a power-packed question. Uh, I can go on and on for hours on this. I'll try to keep it as short as possible. Uh, one prevalent stereotype is the double bind, which, uh, I mean, double bind refers to a situation where women leadership uh, are uh, uh, facing conflicting expectations. They are expected to be assertive and firm, mm -hmm. but if they are assertive and firm, they are branded and tagged as bossy and rude and aggressive, you know? Yeah. So, whereas a man, when they, they are firm, they are said, you know, very gritty, very forward-looking. So the adjectives change based on who is being firm, whether it is a man or a woman. I think that's a very big uh, bias. Um, another big stereotype that I call as maternal bias is women coming back from a career break have lost their mojo. They really can't perform well. I think it's a big roadblock uh, when people recruit back women into the workforce. Or even, yeah. even if they've not left the workforce, women with children, uh, there is an assumption they will take leave, they will they be, le be less focused at work. They will want to leave early. They will not work in shift. So there are lots of these assumptions uh, based on the fact that a woman is a primary caregiver at home. Um, another one is, uh, you know, um, uh, um, how do I put it? It's not a glass ceiling. It's a glass cliff where I say where, you know, Research has shown this, Jyoti, that mm -hmm. women are identified and put in leadership positions to manage crisis. 
ஒரு <laughs> uh that stereotype that you know women should be challenged enough pushed enough to be able to perform better but yeah true but don't break their back in order to trying to push them to perform better <laughs> true uh, true <laughs> yeah i think yeah, I, we can go on and on on this stereotype uh, which happens uh, the politics and assumptions and lot of them but just linking to the aspect what you told earlier uh, shanti uh, cheryl's book lean in is something very interesting part and uh, especially for women to advance in the career right you did say they don't look up on and you play a role of as a you are a you yourself a icf certified coach right and you are a mentor certified coach also so uh, so tell me things because i know many organization run this kind of a programs mentorship coaching program and all that and sponsorship right the, those things play a crucial role in advancing women in the leadership role can you share some experience as you yourself is a certified coach but thinking in that perspective can bring in a you know a growth factor for that women who is playing that role i'll try my best choti that is a tough one to help people understand how coaching can actually transform lives uh, i'll start by quoting john whitmore in his book uh, forgetting the name of the book but he says you know coaching unlocks the person's true potential so um, uh, you know uh, hanuman ji when he had to fly to sri lanka he forgot that he can actually take that big leap a jump mm-hmm. Mm. yeah jampant actually reminded him hey buddy you could jump up to the sun so this is cake walk for you go and do it and he said wow i really can i did it then i can and then he took that jump and he was successful a coach plays that exact similar role so it is not that women don't have potential or the confidence or the ability they have it all within them what a coach does is nudges them intrigues them challenges them reminds them of the potential they have and encourages them to take that leap so when i typically explain to my clients what coaching is i say coaching is like a candle in a dark room yeah in the dark room the table chair furniture mirror decorative everything is already there but nobody can see it the moment you bring the candle in into the room everything becomes visible that's the role of a coach the coach mm. helps you become more aware oh, uh nice and that that's how i enjoy women becoming more aware of their own potential their own strengths abilities capabilities possibilities mm. interesting and and uh, while you were telling right uh, about women you know uh, that feminine trait of step back on the things mm. they always uh, go through this conflict uh, between uh, her career and family and especially when she gets into the motherhood we have seen the dip in the women profession in the 
you know in the reports also we see that and sometimes women what they go through is that you know that feminine trait again you know the guilt and pressure of the society also makes her weak can you share your personal story or experience where you faced uh, shanti on this uh, gender related uh, challenges in your leadership journey and how you got navigated them yeah sure so one i do consider myself as one among the very fortunate women for having a very supportive family my husband my in-laws were very very supportive throughout my career and i was working for an organization that allowed me to work from home back in you know 2002 2003 uh, so um, i was one among the first women to put up my hand and say i'm going to work so from that perspective i think i was i was safe i was protected i never had that guilt of leaving my child alone being in a global role i was able to work flexibly and everything the challenge i had is in most of the leadership teams that i've been a part of i've been the only woman ah okay and when i've been the only woman it brings in a very different kind of challenge small things you know we are all gathering for a team meeting and i'll see everybody talking about cricket and i'm not mm. too fascinated by cricket so i will start doing my own stuff and then the men in the room will realize oh shanti is discouraged let's not talk about cricket. let's let's get talking about cricket or small things like you know uh, they'll all plan for a, a drinks dinner party starting at 9 and i'll uh. say i have to excuse myself you know and sometimes they would be considered and start at 6 but then it was difficult for them to also start at 6 which means they have to leave work early so there were lots of it wasn't very easy for us to gel smoke i don't smoke they would all hang out at the smoking place and you know enjoy casual talk which the casual talk could also lead to very uh you know professional discussions around a key project a key, key opportunity around mm. so there were few things that i really could not be a part of and i had to step back the smoking when i really did that i would go and stand with them with my cup of chai in their smoking zone uh, and i'll keep teasing them that you're making me a passive smoker and blah blah, blah but i would stay along with them to right. be part of the conversation so yeah there have been gives and takes but i think it's very lonely at the top for a woman mm okay and uh, with that uh, you know uh, sometimes you know that dive, the, and maybe that's the reason many women are not opting for it and that, that's what i read in the deloitte report uh, shanti it was so inspiring i mean it's such an eye opener to know so many challenges so many you know things with get into women's head and that's why the diversity is progressing at a snail pace so so for a women leadership are there emerging trends or the development in the field of women in leadership that you know we should be aware of or mindful or practice them so that you know we be successful what are your thoughts on these um getting equality for women is a long journey so there have been practices like you know special training enablement mentorship programs in several organizations one that i would really like to call out that is picking up steam right now is uh, the efforts that corporates are putting around women returnee women you know women mm. who've been on a sabbatical to take care of their family uh, or caregiving responsibilities and they are now coming back um, and, and a lot of them do a very 
phenomenal job of identifying these women, identifying the right roles for them, giving them the right uh, opportunity, flexibility, etc. That part has been great, but only even fewer. I mean, this itself is happening in very few organizations and even fewer, a very small percentage are actually focusing on what happens to these women beyond the fact that they are into the workforce. So when they're back into the workforce, there is so much of uh, turmoil in them already because they see people five, six years younger to them at par with them. Uh, the others are far technologically savvy. They know about the organization. Uh, the ways of working have changed. Uh, so they find it a little bit out of place. And it's a very small percentage of organization that really support women in that initial few months or years to settle into the workforce. Uh, and I think I'm, I'm seeing that increase. And that's one trend that I'm uh, very happy about, uh, you know, uh, being increased. Hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah, I I think sometimes, uh, Shanti, uh, we as a women also need to be proactive, not disconnected completely just because you've stepped back, but be connected, be network, you know, build that capability. And when you're coming back, you're bang on, ready with the things. So, so Shanti, just to connect to this, you know, uh, I do practice uh, to be focused, motivated and being consistency, you know, and uh, in whatever I do, you know, that C and D, like consistency and discipline, uh, something that I follow, like to lead or, you know, to achieve whatever the goals or the plans, whatever I want to accomplish, right? Sometimes I stumble too. Yeah. So, so all can so can can you share your secrets, Shanti? What strategies can you know women can employ to navigate that glass ceiling? You know, and there are challenges. They will hit that glass ceiling, and how can they do that breakthrough? Lovely. I will start with your point only, Jyoti. You know, building that strong network, and in that network should be mentors, sponsors, coaches, peers allies, champions, friends, Mm. uh, all of this has to be part of the network that can help them provide guidance, support and opportunities. Uh, Networking opens doors to opportunities like anything. Um, uh, In fact, me becoming an entrepreneur is a, is is a, there's a story behind it. Several years ago, when my organization had decided to go, you know, they, the organization keep moving from centralized to decentralized and then back to centralized. In one such move, there was a possibility that me and my team may not have a role going forward. And I had about three months to figure out what to do. And in conversations with several people in terms of what can I do, you know, do you have an opportunity? This is what is happening in my organization. There is one person, um, I, he's still my mentor. He said, Shanti, you are an amazing facilitator. Why don't you start your own training company? And mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, nobody asked me that ever. Mm. No. So, and he still supports me in terms of, you know, uh, I'm I'm a good facilitator. I'm a good coach, but I'm not a good businesswoman. So he gives <laughs> me those business tips even today in order to. So having that network, I think is, is very, very key as the first point in order to break that glass ceiling. Um, another one is to um, identify mentor and coaches and tell them I want to be mentored by you I want to be coached by you and not hesitate to spend on that 
I think we women, we spend a lot on um, colors, dresses, mm. you know, food for children, decorative pieces. Um, we forget to set aside some money, some time for ourselves, the time mm. to learn and grow for ourselves. I think that investment is missing. Mm. And when we don't invest in ourselves, uh, we are not able to keep up to the times, uh, to the requirements in the environment and hence not ready when an opportunity lands our way. I think that's very, mm. very key. Yeah. yeah. We must also not try to promote our accomplishments, right? Just put up our hand and say, I did it. We, we always keep believing, no, we are tooting our own trumpet and that isn't good. Will somebody think I'm boastful? No, nobody is bothered about you being boastful. They don't have the time and energy. You yeah. are the one who has to go and tell them what you've done. Otherwise, mm. uh, expecting that your busy managers and leaders are on the look with a binocular, what has Shanti done? They don't have that time. So you only they have to have. Do yeah, true, true, Shanti. And, and I'm able to resonate what you're telling, uh, Shanti, you know. Um, women mostly compromise a lot and always look for others' betterment. Like you said, even a small investment, they don't want to do for it for themselves. And and in the process, she forgets to aspire for her itself, you know. So there are some common limiting beliefs, uh, Shanti, that working women may hold. I, I feel that. And I sometimes I also get to that uh, zone uh, about their career prospects and abilities. So what, what do you think? think that's those common limiting beliefs which we need to knock off lovely and that is my favorite question if I have to say <laughs> so far um I uh, so there are a couple of books that are my favorite uh, on this topic one is Sally Helgeson's uh, How Women Rise and uh, she talks about the 12 limiting beliefs that hope oh, okay. uh, women have and as I was reading the book you know I was going like, oh my God, this is true for me. Oh my God, this also is true for me. Oh my God, this also is true for me. Hmm. And then I, when I'm using that in my workshops extensively and I see how women can resonate. I mean, there are 12, so I won't talk about all of them, but I'm going to talk about a couple. The first one she says is perfection trap where we women believe unless and until um, the outcome is perfect, we will not proceed. It could be as simple as there is enough research that says women, unless and until they have 80 to 100% of the skills matching for a job interview, uh, they will not apply. Whereas uh -huh. men will apply with uh, 40 to 60% of matching skills also, they will apply. Why? Because women want to land the job performing high. Whereas <laughs> men will think, I will land the job and I will learn on the way. So uh -huh. that perfection trap holds them back. Small things like uh, when women make a presentation, they write a piece of code, they keep looking at it again and again and again. Have I done it well? Can I make it better? Can this be perfect? And the reality is there is no perfect. Yeah. Your own job that you put down today thinking this is perfect, you come back to it two days later, you'll say, oh, I can tweak this. I can make it better. True, true. And then there is always a better, you can't be perfect, right? Then you are holding yourself back from moving ahead because you're constantly in that loop of making it better, making it better. That's a big one. Yeah. The second one, I think many of us, uh, uh, and, and as I told, no, uh, they, they they fail to claim their achievements. If mm -hmm. I've done it, I will hesitate to share and then I will creep that my manager hasn't noticed. My mm -hmm. manager notices the uh, accomplishments of the men in the group, but not mine. The reason being the men put it in the status report saying my accomplishments, this is my the support I need from you. 
um, uh, you know, this is what I'm planning in the next month or quarter. We women don't keep updating and we hope the manager will magically look at it. Mm -hmm. um, if I time, I like to call up one big one is uh, I think very similar, no? not leveraging relationships. If you just ask women, how many of you have requested a professional help in your family WhatsApp group or school or college WhatsApp groups? The answer will be no, those are my friends and family. I can't ask them for professional help. Whoever said this, God alone knows, but these are holding them back from leveraging their network. Mm, true, true. I think the last one was a bang on. I think all of them, whatever you said, right? My manager, actually, he's, it was little slap, okay? Telling that, you know, I'm not looking at a perfection, you know, but give me whatever it is. You know, you're looking to make it best, but I'm running out of my time. And even if you're given the best, it's not going to serve the purpose. So, you know, that was a big message. And if I'm in the career, if I am able to move up and I'm here today, it's because of those three letter word, ask for help, you know. Yeah. And uh, I had to like, uh, I was wanting to give up my career. I wanted to, I have signed my paper. I wanted to go and drop it. Okay. And on the way, my friend stopped me. My neighbor stopped me actually and said, hey, Jyoti, what happened? You look dull. You know, you're not that energetic. Yes, I said, I'm going to put down my paper today. But for what? Just because of the kid, you know, but why? You know, and and she started taking care of my kid and I continued my career. Yeah. So it was just one small discussion. And uh, we are like a lifelong friends now. Uh, just a neighbor and that one interaction so definitely i keep uh telling many women who come into my life also just ask for help you know it makes a difference or just call it out you know things like that yeah so so shanti is so inspiring uh to you know uh connect on these uh things again uh, uh and unfortunately right women are characterized as emotional and women may not always realize their potential. For example, myself itself, right? Uh, people were saying that, you know, you can be a light for many of them, calling out with my mm. name. But then, you know, I, I was not able to connect that, you know? So, so tell me, how can women balance these demands of leadership, you know, keeping personal and family life also? Because, you know, that balance, if it's not there, that support system is essential to achieve that balance, uh, Shanti. Unlike you, you were lucky, you know, you had that kind of a support in the uh, family side. Uh, not all women have that luxury. So what 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 would be your say on that? And you, I think, hit the nail on its head. Majority <laughs> of the are not as fortunate uh, as I'm engaging in coaching women they find it you know bizarre that my husband cooks so well my son who is all of 17 manages the kitchen on his own and they're like wow how did that happen and I think delegate 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 uh, delegate your work whether it be at home at office anywhere and when you delegate you start by asking can you help me if yes, here is the help I need you. And then you give away the task and it's okay for them to do the task their own way. For example, my son, when he cooks dinner, mm -hmm. he can't cook any dishes. Huh? He'll always cook firangi dishes and, you know, it'll be, I can't even pronounce those dishes. And <laughs> it's 
And as long as he's ensuring that all our stomachs are filled, I think it really doesn't matter. <laughs> True. So let him go his way. Yeah. Likewise, at work, I think it's important to find out those people who can help and pitch in and give that work to them without maintaining your standards of perfection. A small story I'll tell you. Um, I was working from home uh, between 2002 to 2015 and then I joined an organization where I was required to go to office every day. It was a conscious decision, aware decision. My kids had grown up. So I thought I'll be able to manage it. While at home, I would cook for them. I would fold the dried clothes, put them in the proper place in the Almira, ensure that the house was clean, ensure that the kitchen was clean. And then when I had to go to office every day, there was no choice but to engage with domestic help. And then she would fold the clothes in a certain way. The moment I would get back home, I would unfold each piece of cloth murmuring. <laughs> this is not the way to be done. The angles, you know, the, the cloth is not folded at right angles. This one is big, one is small. And in a month, I realized I'm paying her. I'm still spending the same amount of time, energy, effort and getting more stressed. And in the end, the folded clothes have to go into the Almira and nobody ever gets to know which cloth was folded how. <laughs> True. And it was meaningless. And you know, that delegation means if I give it to the maid, it doesn't matter how she does it. It is okay for her. Remembering that is key. And one very tactical thing is half the time we women don't ask for support in terms of flexi work arrangements. You know, mm -hmm. can I work... Can I start my work day at 10 because no, or can I start early and end early because no, can I work three days a week because I'm okay to take a salary cut, but this is much, this much is what I can work. So putting forth these requests to HR and ensuring that, uh, you know, they, they get met uh, is really something that's going to help women maintain that balance between profession and their mm. personal life. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. So Shanti, I know I, I think the kind of things flexi hours and you know asking for help and uh, some of the uh, topics or discussions or the you know pain points, women has to take that lead. And I and, and I'm sure there are many organizations that have implemented that kind of initiatives to foster you know career growth and advancement for women, right? Uh, and since you work with many women and organization, can you highlight any of these uh, trends which you already mentioned? One is flexi hours, um, you know, um, or working from home, hybrid model and things like that. Anything which comes to your mind? Yeah. Um, number of them. I'm going to take it along the life cycle of a woman's career. So there are organizations that have policies around resumes received. Mm. You know, if the recruiters give more male resumes versus female resumes, they, they'll, the business will ask them to go and hunt for more women resumes so that there mm. is equal number of men and women resumes to shortlist. Then there are policies around the interview panel having a good mix of men and women so that any kind of biases can be eliminated. Of course, there is lots of this bias training uh, and sensitization around, you know, uh, how to not let the bias uh, shadow or color the decision-making capabilities uh, of managers. That kind of training is offered. In their career journey in the organization, once they've been recruited, 
uh, I think there are policies that are, you know, for women's safety, women working after eight or, uh, you know, policies around how they are given additional boost of mentorship or additional training, helping them uh, understand the limiting. So the, the workshops that I do are predominantly for these women professionals in corporates mm -hmm. uh, where this is this. Uh, they, they go through all the other technical professional development all of that they go through but there is this additional stuff that happens only for women employees where they become more aware of their limiting beliefs and how to overcome them mm -hmm. that helps the organization maintain the pipeline of women through the organization yeah. then there are organizations that ensure that when a woman goes on a break a sabbatical either a maternity leave or a carer's leave or a study leave or whatever they maintain that connect with the employee mm -hmm. uh, uh, Saying that you know these are some free trainings we are offering be part of it come and you know meet and engage with us so that the woman does not feel completely disconnected when she is joining back the workforce Got and it. when organizing that organizes returnship programs are very mindfully ensuring that these women are skilled supported mentored and coached uh, uh there is uh, you know they they give them an internship to see whether they're liking the job and the organization is able to uh, accommodate uh, their needs and then they confirm them uh, mm -hmm. and then there is ongoing support and ensuring that you know uh, I know it becomes a little bit uh, a, a sticky place where organizations say we need 40 percent women in management so they open leadership positions for women I know the organizations get lots of backlash and there is resistance True. I agree too I don't think that uh, uh, women should be put up in positions that are only women-only positions, rather give them the right opportunities. And if they're skilled, encourage them to perform, give them the support that they need to perform, rather than saying, you know, these are women-only positions and we have to fill X percentage. Hmm. Um, you know, so those are some things that I've seen organizations have been doing pretty well. Oh, interesting. So, so definitely, um, Shanti, you know, women that struggle is there and it is continuous there's no choice you know but we need to know how to deal with it and there are a lot of options support system is available that's what i understand from our discussion but then you know um women that struggling is there from centuries right and you did say your husband your family did a great supporting to you in what ways uh, can you highlight to men to be allies or advocates for women leadership such a beautiful question i'm glad that you asked i think uh, there is too much of pressure on women to step up to take risks to take leadership positions to overcome their barriers uh, mm -hmm. where the other gender knows how to do it has been experiencing all of this over centuries now it's uh it's a wonderful time for them to give back uh to the women that have been supporting them reaching that stage in their career in their thinking patterns in their ability to learn and grow and be on their own etc uh, definitely men have to be aware of their own biases and ensure that that bias does not come in the way of uh, growing women in their teams you know uh, simple things like I've heard overheard conversations in organizations I've worked where uh, the the male member in the team is complaining about the organization that the wife is working because they're asking her to stay late and finish but when the woman in his team is asking that can she leave early there is there is an issue so mm -hmm. it needs to be different uh, measures for 
women in my family versus in my team. <laughs> I think women need to balance that, uh, saying that you know, if I'm expecting, uh, if I'm, uh, uh, if I'm expecting certain benefits, certain support that my wife is getting, my daughter is getting, my sister is getting, can I offer that same kind of support at my workplace too? Mm. Uh, be mentors, sponsors to other women where you see potential, where you see the skills. And that support, sponsorship, mentorship, it might be a very small thing. And I'll give you an example. In an organization that I'd worked for, uh, my manager had moved out of the team. Yeah. Okay. And it was towards the end of the financial year. They could not replace it before the approvals they got. Mm. And so they had to get somebody else from another team to help and support fill in that position. It was a global role and I could not step up at that point in time. Um, but our career levels, me and my manager, our career levels were same. Okay. And my manager was a male, <clears throat> had two opportunities, two options in front of him. One, he steps up to be the manager and I lose my job. Yeah. Or both of us remain at the same level. I report into him and we figure out how to do the annual reviews because it will be, you know, we'll be pitching against each other. Mm -hmm. He chose option two. And that was such an amazing surprise. Wow. Uh, eventually the next year when we got approval he did get promoted but that year's annual review we had a third person be our manager where I pitched my case he pitched his case and actually we were competing against each other mm. but that was such a brave supportive thing to do where he said I can't do everything on my own and I need this woman to support me in my job and she knows this place she's been working there I'm just stepping in for a time and I don't know how long I'll stay but it's a wonderful thing Mm. Uh, one more thing I think men should do is when they overhear conversations that are derogatory, demeaning, belittling women, I think they should speak up. They should point and say, Holy that goodness. is not appropriate. That is not okay. And set that example of what does okay mean? I think a lot of men have grown feeling so entitled, they might not even be aware of what is not okay. So just mm -hmm. sensitizing them of what is okay and not okay is very, very important. Small things, you know, ensuring equal airtime in a meeting, equal screen time in a Zoom meeting, you know, equal layout the opportunity, let both men and women pick what parts of the project they would want to do. Ensuring mm -hmm. equality wherever possible are things that men can really, really support. Yeah. Integrity at... Uh... At top, I would say, <laughs> no compromise there at all. <laughs> right, right. And and definitely, uh, Shanti, uh, I just want to give a big shout out to all the men who are doing that great job, right? And there are many men who play a major role in my life, starts from my supporting pillar, my husband, followed with my son and my dad. And gratitude to many of the men who stood by me, you know, the, the kind of a manager you were talking, right? I had all the good managers. I mean, uh, very, uh, how do I put it? Very strict, but they brought the best in me, you know? Uh, and so yeah, so, so that's what we have to be open about. Uh, yes, grumping is there, but then, you know, when you understand the importance of leveraging both men and women 
uh, in the society no it's it, it's a beautiful uh, out there yeah so th yes. thank you thank you you very well laid out uh, the supporting pillar uh, shanti about your uh, great example so wrapping up shanti uh, is there any advice or us last tip I, i don't say it's a last tip but then a suggestion you want to share for the women who is actually in the career and may want to step down or you know or they are looking at moving up the ladder i i, I what i'm looking at is you know i want the women all to be career focused your thoughts yeah why not why can't they be career and focusing on themselves and their families Yeah, it need not be an or i think uh, removing that or and putting an and i think i'll start from there and they can do that first and foremost by um, not hesitating to ask for help whether it is at home whether it is from their manager from their peer from their neighbor who could pick up their kid from a bus stop while she's on a meeting even i've done that also mm -hmm. you know it is when you ask for help i think help pours in but right. don't expect and wait that people will notice and ask for help that might not happen mm -hmm. um sure. in airlines they say you know first put on your mask before you help others i think that applies to women before trying to help others and please others and take care of others please take care of yourself your health yeah. uh, your uh, uh, you know your sanity your wellness before you try and help others you'll be able to help others much better if you are feeling happy within if you are feeling content and grateful and happy and you know fulfilled within yeah uh, yeah it's a complete lifestyle change lifestyle change yeah last one thing is that women the life of a woman goes through so many ups and downs marriage suddenly into a new family child comes suddenly so many responsibilities True. then the children start going to school and college and suddenly then she finds an emptiness kids are nobody is at home she is alone i think mm. we need to educate women and prepare women for handling each of those stages i am getting to that stage where my daughter she is about to you know be on her own and she's figuring out where to go and how to stay on her own my son is in 12th and very soon he'll reach that stage and it is important for me to now figure out how am i going to use my time that every day evening i used to go home and talk to them how was your day what happened i know there's going to be a vacuum one is mm -hmm. i can hold on tight to them which i know will not be successful i can't hold on tight to them so i have <laughs> to let them i need to figure out likewise women who are having these new responsibilities of a new baby taking care of a sick mother in law father in law in that stage of life they need to figure out what works for them it's okay for something to be forefront there may be stages where the career takes a back seat that's okay but they need to figure out when to bring it back mm. once taken a back seat does not mean it can't come back to life again true true very well uh, laid out uh, shanti so ladies and gentlemen all the links and the resources which we have discussed in this episode right will be made available because shanti brought in lot of books lot of research uh, details it will be available in my show notes page on stars of learning and also on my website prajwitanowledge.com that is p r a j v i t a knowledge.com so thank you so much shanti for being on this show i I think I really enjoyed all the nuggets on the women and her limiting belief, her emotions, her feminine traits, and many other things, right? And and I think you voiced out believing that you know the moment has to be together with both men and women to set up this kind of a framework. 
to encourage the representation of women. I think I really loved that part when you spoke about your manager, bringing that kind of a position in the industry can happen with the support system. Yeah. And, and, and to all my listeners, you know, it starts from home, guys. So you can't run the show without your mom at home, without the influence of a woman. The society is definitely incomplete. So uh, there are many hundreds of women leaders whose life experience are motivating, um, starting from Sudhamurthy to Kiran Bedi to many others, right? Um who have been there in that positions and made that kind of a difference, right? And and the kind of a books which uh, Shanti has referred could also create a great input for you with superb classic examples, how women leaves, lean in is uh, another one which she mentioned. There are a couple of other uh, reports which she has mentioned. I'll put that in. So thank you. Thank you so much, Shanti. Um, uh, you know, it's like... Uh, it's so much close to heart, I should say, this uh, podcast. Thank you for that. I can sense that. I can sense that. I enjoyed it thoroughly too. Thank you so much. Sure. I, I think you brought out towards the end a very powerful point. I think the change starts at home. Uh, and I didn't talk about it. And then uh, that's one thing I would add. I mean, teach your son, teach your brother how to respect women, how to enable women, how to grow women, how to support women. And that itself brings forth a generation of men that are so supportive. They are allies uh, to their sisters, to their colleagues, to their peers. Uh, it's going to be such a beautiful world soon. Yeah, true, true. I'm glad we had this conversation. Shanti, thank you once again. Uh, so friends, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Shanti and myself. And if you have got any learning or motivated hearing to her, then please tag Shanti and myself on this post it on social media and it's definitely good you know if you share when uh and help many others to engage enlighten and empower and i will also be grateful to all my lovely listeners who are tuning in subscribes and leaves a comment if you have not done that yet that would mean a world to me so please head over uh, to whatever the app you are using take a minute to write to us so that it will help our podcast grow i really appreciate your support once again thank you so much for tuning in bye for now take good care of yourself be safe and do something engaging enlightening and empowering thank you